0: Merry Christmas. Praise, praise the Lord. Glad to see all of you and glad to see all the reds in this room today. <sighs> Let's take a breather first. I know because some of you are a bit stressed because I know you're going to present later on. <laughs> so, uh, so if this is your first time here, uh, our church has different Bible study groups we call life groups. There's probably around six, seven groups that meet all over Austin. There's a group in Cedar Park, Leander, Kyle, South Austin. uh, And, of course, we have the young adult groups that meet in this church. Did I miss anyone? (laughs) Of Pflugerville as well. And uh, each of them are going to present uh, uh, later on during our fellowship time. We have, a, we have a fellowship time after this. So if you're here for the first time, we welcome you. You are our guest, and we are, we are expecting you today. And I pray that if you're a member of this church, please welcome our guests. Make them feel loved. Make them feel uh, welcome because, you know, this is the body of Christ. And and, and and the way people know that we belong to Christ is through our love for one another. Amen. Amen. Amen? We agree to that. Um, so, uh, another thing is uh, we have a meal later on as well. So, if you're here for the first time, do stay for the meal. Then we're going to have some, I think the youth are gonna, youths uh, are going to prepare some games. Then, then we're going to have the presentations of the life group. So, I hope all of you are ready. <laughs> uh, okay. And I thank you uh, for my uh, uh, nephews and niece uh, for their presentation. Um, and also, we're going to have some presentation from the children later on. So let me pray before we head to our message. Let me pray. Almighty Father in heaven, we honor you, Lord. You are holy, Lord God. You're worthy of all our praise. Lord, you know that we can be so busy this year, oh God, this time of the year, and remembering your birthday and remembering your coming, Lord Jesus. But Lord, it can be all about us, Lord. It can be all about our own family and our wants, our needs, Lord. Lord, do forgive us, Lord, that, that uh, in the... In the uh, in this ki- time of the year, oh God, we, 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 we are meant to honor you, Lord, but forgive us that we end up just fulfilling our own desires, Lord, and satisfying, Lord, our longings, O oh God, our own, our own personal ambitions, oh God, our desires, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord God, at this time of the year, let, let us commit ourselves, our hearts to you, Lord, that we will, Lord, fulfill your will, your desires for us, Lord, Lord, it is your birthday, so the gift that's meant to be given to us or to anyone was actually meant to you, Lord God. And Lord, in your word, Lord, there's really nothing in us that's worthy of your acceptance, Lord, for you said in your word that we are sinners, Lord, and unworthy of anything, oh God, before your holy presence, Lord. But the best thing we can give, oh God, and the only thing really that we can give back to God is our own lives, is our own very lives and the lives of others when we share the gospel with them, Lord. So, Lord, I pray this time of the year that we will commit ourselves, Lord, not only to surrender our lives to you, to walk according to your will. If you are a believer in Christ, to walk in righteousness, to honor him in every way, to please him in every way, and not let anything of the world or sin reign in our lives, and let the love of Christ just just shine brightly through each of us, Lord. But in the same way, Lord, Give us that, that conviction, that desire to share the love of Christ to others. Share the gospel, the, the message of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. That through his death and burial and resurrection, we gain eternal life. And, and Lord, this is the message. This is the best gift anyone can give to anyone outside of this room, outside in this world, any any person who is lost without Christ. This is the best gift because this is what Jesus said, He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. And this is God's way of bringing people to eternity in heaven with Him. Lord, I pray that through this message we will see Christ and know Him better. Lord, my desire is for us to know You better through this through this message, Lord God, as we go to the backstory of Christmas and really to see what the story of Christmas is all about, Lord. I ask for your wisdom. You know that I'm a, a noisy drum or cymbal here, Lord, that I cannot do anything worthwhile without your Holy Spirit. So, Lord, enable me to speak according to your word and also enable us to hear you per, from our hearts, oh God, hear your message personally, your word are being spoken in a personal way in each of our hearts today. Lord, In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I hope all of you have a copy of the program. Um... You know, last week we started a series on the Christmas story and the title of this series since last week until next week. We're going to finish this next next uh, Sunday as well. So I hope you'll be here next Sunday. If all of you are going to be here, I'm, I'll be very, very glad. Uh, um, so this is part two of our message on the story behind Christmas. So if anyone has uh, doesn't have a copy of this, can you raise your hand i want you to have a copy of the program because uh, what i did is uh, i put together uh, a timeline of the christmas story on in this on this program so uh, you, many of you that you know the christmas story probably based on a christmas card <laughs> you know or some of you maybe read a, 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 a book or about christmas or maybe some of you you know uh, you probably heard a christmas story from from movies or tv shows or whatever but you know the the most accurate and, and definitely the, the the accurate and the real, most re, re, reliable, in fact, the only reliable source for the Christmas story is the Bible. It's the Bible. So we, 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 we need to know the Christmas story from the Word of God, not through some TV, TV show or, or some Christmas card. You know, there's a lot of things you hear and read from Christmas cards that are not true, Right? Like, for instance, there's a statement that you hear all over the place, like even in songs peace on earth and goodwill to men. It talks about peace on earth. The Bible doesn't really say that. You know, Jesus didn't come to bring peace on earth right now. There's a different kind of peace that is bringing this world. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And also, many of us, we would say we three kings of Orient are. First of all, they were not kings. And second of all, they were not, uh, they were not three. <laughs> So that's something we're gonna talk about next week as well, and I know a lot, of, a lot of Christmas cards say that as well. So it's really good to read the Word of God because that's where the truth comes from. It's, it's basically the truth. So so there's a list here of events that's found in Scripture, and we lined it up according to the dates and when it happened. So we're gonna go through this through this sermon right now. This is basically the outline, but let me just go through it through it quickly and. Next Sunday, we're gonna finish the last part where we're gonna talk about the Magi that came from the east. So that's something we're gonna talk about next week. So, the, so the, we know that the first Christmas, uh, the first Christmas, let's just say, began around 20, 25 years ago. Twenty twenty five. So that's around uh, today. It's believed that that the birth of Jesus happened around 6 B.C., 6 B.C. So more than uh, 2,000 years ago. And, and last week we learned that the Christmas story did not begin during the birth of Jesus. It began in eternity because God knew what was about to happen to the human race. You know, the day Adam committed that sin, you remember the story of Adam. He disobeyed God and Eve disobeyed God. And, and what happened is because of Adam and Eve's sin, Sin came into the world. It, what Adam did and Eve did brought sin and death in, upon the human race. And, and so what we find in Scripture, and, and, and let me move forward here. What we find in Scripture is when God was about to give a, was, was giving a curse upon the serpent in that account in Genesis, in the book of Genesis we find a prophecy in there. There's a prophecy in there. This is important because this really sets the stage for what God is about to do uh, to Jesus Christ later on. It says here, uh, this this is what God said, told the serpent, I will put enmity or hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Meaning this offspring of the woman, uh, will be bitten by the serpent on the heel, but as a but in turn, this offspring of the woman will crush the serpent's serpent's head. Who's gonna die between the two? The serpent's gonna die. the The, the, the wound on the heel is temporary; it's not gonna be fatal to the to the offspring. And and what what God is saying here that Satan. And this offspring, you're going to be at war. You're going to be at war. There's going to be war between you. And, 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 and what you find? Because of Adam's sin, you know, evil entered the human race, entered this world. And, 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 and as a result, the human race, starting with Adam, and until today, we are held captive. We are actually captives. Um, and we are under the power of darkness. And also, we became Satan's enemy. Oh, sorry, God's enemy. We became God's enemy. And this is important under, for us to understand this because once we read the Christmas story, it will make sense. Because if you do not know these things, then the Christmas story will not make sense to you. The human race became God's enemy, we became captives. And sin and death entered the human race. That's why we do all sorts of bad things. In fact, at one point in history, God destroyed every person in the world except eight people through a flood in the time of Noah. Because at the time, the Bible says that the desire of man was evil all the time. And God had to do something about that. He had to destroy the entire human race except eight people because the hearts of man was evil. But this, this promise tells us that one day there is an offspring of Eve. That though his heel will be temporarily wounded, he will in turn fatally crush the serpent's head. He's going to destroy sin. He's going to destroy death. Therefore, setting mankind free from captivity. Amen? That person we know is, that offspring that's passage talking about is? Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, and that wounded heel is the crucifixion. It's the crucifixion? Last week we 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 look at the, at this verse. We spent time on this verse. In fact, the entire sermon last week was talking about John 1:1, and, and and what you find out from this passage that Jesus predates his earthly existence, predates his uh, birth or his conception. Uh, In fact, there's a passage in Micah that says that Jesus comes from the days of eternity. He is from the days of eternity. He didn't begin his life here on earth. His life did not have a beginning, and he existed in eternity. And in fact, that passage says that he was with God in eternity, and he was God. Jesus is God. In fact, the Bible says he is the creator and sustainer of all things. And 2,025 years ago, he became a man born of a virgin woman. However, unlike Adam, Jesus lived a perfect life. He didn't commit a single sin. He lived a righteous life. He was tempted like Adam. You know, Adam was tempted, Eve was tempted, and they failed. And all of us, each of you, when you were tempted in the past, and every time we're tempted, you know, there are times we fail. Or most of the time we fail. <laughs> or most of the time we give in to temptation. But the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way and he is, He is without sin. He is without sin. He was perfectly obedient unto death. Dying on the cross for us for our sin and giving us life to his resurrection. And in fact the Bible says at the end of that same chapter it says that, all, that those who believe in him... And receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. You gain salvation, you gain eternal life. So if you believe and receive Jesus into your life, you gain salvation, you gain eternal life. If you don't have Christ in your life, you don't have salvation, you don't have eternal life. It's as simple as that. That's why the Christmas story is a day of rejoicing. That's why it's a joyful time. That's why we wear a re- red colors and green colors. It's a day of rejoicing because... The Savior, our rescuer, think about it, our rescuer, our Savior has arrived. He's the person who's going to rescue us because we're all held captive. We're all held captive by Satan and by sin and by death. If you're going to say, well, I'm, not, I'm not a captive, I'm, not, I, I, I'm free, I can do whatever I want, well, let me ask you, are you going to die one day? Yes, because one evidence that we are under the captivity of sin and Satan is we're going to die. Humanity was not supposed to die. We were supposed to live forever. But because of sin and what Satan did and what Adam and Eve did, we ended up in the situation. We get sick, you know, we got all hell all issues in our bodies, and we also die as the result of sin. But but listen to these passages, the poll. Tells us, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. And there, there's many of this in Scripture, and you'll you'll see this very, you, you'll understand what I'm saying. Just as though, this, uh, just as true, sorry, just as through the obedience of one man, many were made sinners, talking about Adam. So also through the obedience of one man, many will be made righteous, right with God. Isn't amazing? Yes, we fallen through Adam. All of us are sinners through Adam, but through Jesus Christ, we're gonna be made right before God. That's a that's that's why we are joyful in Christmas because of these promises. Another another one. For if the many died by the trespass of one man, meaning one man's sin, all of us ended up sinning. That's Adam again. It says here in Romans five fifteen. How much more did God's grace and gift and the gift That came by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, overflowed to many. Wow. That's why we're able to sing joy to the world because this is really what Jesus has done for us. It's not religion, by the way. If you're still trusting in religion, I'm sorry, you're not going to go anywhere. Because Christianity at its core is not a religion. It's simply a faith and trust in a person, Jesus it's, a, it's relationship with him. So what this tells us that you must recognize that you're an enemy of God. You, you need to recognize that. If you are not a follower of Jesus, you need to recognize that you are a sinner. And the only way for you to be saved is by trusting Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible says that those who believe in him receive him. You will become his children. And you become part of his kingdom. And you're going to ask Al, how do I receive Christ? By the way, my name is Al. For those of you who don't know me, uh, Al Saka. And, 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 and so if, if, if you're going to ask me, Al, how do I receive Christ? The Bible says you are to confess him as your personal Lord and Savior. Make him your own Lord and Savior. He's not someone out there distant. Someone of your own. He is your king. He is your Lord. He is your Savior. Confess him. You know, the Christmas story, as we read in the Bible, especially as you go to look, begins with the story of Mary and Joseph. And, and you know, some people ask me, Al, oh, oh, why did God choose Mary and Joseph? You know, is Mary special? Is Joseph special? What do you think? Were they special people? That's why God chose them? Okay, let me go to, go back in time. So... so God's choosing did not begin with Mary and Joseph. It didn't begin when God just decided to choose Mary and Joseph to be the parents of Jesus. In fact, God began his choosing of whom he's going to use to bring forth his son started 2,000 years earlier. Started with a man named Abraham. And if you remember the story of Abraham, he was tested by God with a very difficult test. And I know many of you might not agree with this test. God asked him to sacrifice his own son, his, his beloved son and I don't know any parent would probably would not do that kind of test but that, that's what God asked him to do and and, sac- and Abraham was able to pass that test and he actually didn't sacrifice his son eventually and uh, that sacrificing a lamb but but he was willing to do it for the sake of obedience to God. And this is what God said to Abraham as after, that, after that moment. He said, the angel of the Lord, um, okay, where is it? Verse 17. Let me make sure that I got the passage. Okay, I'm going to start with verse 15. The angel of the Lord called Abraham from heaven. A second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not, have not withheld your own son, your only son, I will truly bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand of the seashore. So it's talking about bringing a nation, uh, uh, you know, coming a nation that's going to come out of Abraham. It says here, your descendants will take possessions of cities, of their enemies. And through your offspring, says there, through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Genesis 22, 15 to 18. It says there that through the offspring of Abraham, meaning there's a descendant that's going to come out of Abraham. That's going to bless all the nations. And again, it's saying the same word, offspring. Who is that offspring there? It's Jesus. this 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 offspring this savior is going to come from abraham in fact if you you read matthew 1 whom among you read matthew 1 the first chapter of matthew you'll find a genealogy there and it, it lists all the people that god chose until mary up to mary and joseph in fact there's 40 generations there of people that god chose he started with abraham then he eventually it went to david then many generations later went to jesus and what you'll find out in that list thing is that that God choo- chose each of this to bring forth his son multiple generations until towards the end, of course, Joseph and Mary at the, at the end of that list. So God didn't just choose Joseph and Mary. He chose all these people to bring forth his son. But one thing that's encouraging to me when you read that, that list there, the people God used were not. Morally perfect people. Abraham, he lied many times about his wife. If you read Abraham's story, David, you know him. He tried to murder his, he tried to, you know, create something to so that it will cost the life of his one of his leaders, generals. So he was a murderer and an adulterer, David. And also, when you read that account, you'll find there are four women in there that's listed. And the women that was listed were Tamar, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. You know those women? You heard of them? You read their story? Four out of three out of four of those women were morally compromised. One was a prostitute, one pretended to be a prostitute. <laughs> Uh, that was Tamar. And, and of course, Bathsheba, you know, him, you know her. I don't need to talk about her. <laughs> but think about this. These people were Jesus' descendants. Oh, sorry, ancestors. Jesus' ancestors. And these were the people God used to bring forth Jesus. Now what this tells us is that that God can use anyone. Whatever your past life is, even how ugly it is, how, you know, how sinful it is, God can use you, just like the Apostle Paul. And, you know, they began in this kind of condition, but when, when they began to obey God, when they began to follow God, when they began to, you know, uh, trust in the Lord, even this women here, God changed their life. God changed their heart. They began to live a righteous and holy life to the point that, for instance, Rahab became the great great grandmother of David. Rahab became the great great grandmother of King David. That's why when I, when I read this passage in, uh, in the book of Daniel, um, it reminds me of this whole thing. You know, Daniel was praying for the nation of Israel, and this is what he said We do not make requests to you, Lord, because we are righteous, because we are good, not because of that, Lord but because of your great mercy. The reason why God chose these people here is simply because of his love and mercy and his grace. It's not because these people were good or righteous. It's true for them back then. It's true for us right now. That's how God chooses people. Not because you are a good person or righteous, but because of God's grace and mercy. And the mere fact that you are here today, present in this gathering, and hearing this ma- message, God's grace and mercy is upon you. Otherwise, you would not be able to hear this message. And he's speaking to your heart, through his words. Have you surrendered your life to him? And to answer that question, because that's your only hope for salvation. Nothing else. There's no other hope other than Christ. And now, when we read in, 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 in the right time, in 6 BC, so if you go to your list on our program, you'll, you'll notice that then after God chose Abraham, David, that's 2,000 years before Jesus' birth, then David was 1,000 years before Jesus' birth on that list there. The next agenda in God's timing here is that he's gonna bring forth his son now into the world. And around 15 months, 15 months before before Jesus' birth, he went, uh, he sent Gabriel, he sent Gabriel to Galilee. Oh, this, the first thing, the first place he went to was Judea. He sent Gabriel to, to visit a man named Zechariah. And Zechariah was the man who's going to be the father of, you know, um, uh, John the Baptist. He's the husband of, of, of Elizabeth. And, and Gabriel met him at the temple and I, I don't know if you know, you heard you heard of Gabriel before, but Gabriel already showed up in the Old Testament in the book of Daniel. But this time, God sent him to this man named Zechariah and told him, "You're going to have a son, and he's going to be John the Baptizer, John the Baptist." He's not, a, he's not a member of the Baptist Church, by the way. He's a guy who, who baptizes. Okay, not be confused with that. <laughs> uh, but the problem here is Zechariah did not believe the message of the angel. Now think about this. There's an angel telling Zechariah, hey, Zechariah, you're going to have a son. Even though you're old. He was already old. And he said, he didn't believe. And I don't know if, I were, if an angel was talking to me. Yes, I believe. <laughs> but this one, he didn't believe. And, and because of this, God made him mute. He was not able to speak until the birth of his son. That was his punishment. But you know, this testifies of God's goodness, even though he didn't believe, but still God gave him a son. So that's what uh, the angel did with with, with, uh, Zechariah. Then this angel, Gabriel, again, around the same time as well, no, six months, that's 15 months, then nine months before Jesus' birth, of course, nine months before Jesus' birth, so... So 15 months before Jesus' birth, that's when Gabriel met with Zechariah. And now nine months before Jesus' birth, Angel Gabriel visited a young woman in Nazareth named Mary. And she was a virgin, and she was engaged to a carpenter named Joseph. And Gabriel announced that, Mary, you're going to have a son by the Holy Spirit, and this son is going to be the long-awaited Messiah. This is found in, of course, you can read about this in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. So we don't have to go to read everything because it's going to take time. But, but just trust me on this. Um, then Mary, knowing what's going to happen because she's going to be pregnant and, and no one's going to know who's the husband, knowing what's going to happen, there's going to be ridicule, there's going to be consequence to this. And Joseph, his, uh, her, her boyfriend or her betrothed will find out. Mary knew all of this. Yet he uttered one of the greatest words of obedience, of submission in all scripture. I really love what he, she said here. This is what Mary said. This is, I, I would like to read the ESV because it's well said here. It's even said better in the, in the King James. But let me just read this. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. You know, this is the kind of response God wants from us desires from us when we hear his word be it unto me according to your word lord i do pray that this is your response when god speaks to you through his word let it be according to your word then after this event gabriel told mary that your relative your cousin elizabeth oh elizabeth and mary were cousins meaning zechariah and mary were relatives and, 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 and Gabriel told Elizabeth, you, uh, Mary, your, your, your cousin, your relative, Elizabeth, is pregnant. And, and so that's what Mary found out from the angel. Oh, you made chismes from the angel. Yeah, you know, gossip. No. <laughs> I know in the Filipino culture, it's uh, me. <laughs> but, but he was telling the truth. The angel was telling the truth here. And so when Mary found out that her cousin was, uh, was, uh, was pregnant, what did Mary do? He went and Herod to the town of Judea. And, and, and that's where Elizabeth and, and, and Zechariah lived. And that's where he she she um she saw her cousin Elizabeth. And this is what you'll find out here. When 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 as 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 Mary entered the, the place of Elizabeth, and, her, and and Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary, the Bible says that the baby inside. Elizabeth, John, lip with joy, probably, lip with joy, knowing that Jesus and, 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 and Mary was there. You know, this talks about something that we sometimes um, ignore today or are not sure, maybe for some people, but it's clear here that life begins at conception. You know, last, we, last week I told you that, that that as human beings, we don't have existence prior to our birth I was talking about existence prior to our conception because life begins at conception. And this is what you find out in this passage. John the Baptist was reacting in the womb of Elizabeth upon Mary's arrival. And so we know that there was already life there. There was emotion there already, even in the womb. In fact, the Bible says John the Baptist was already filled with the Holy Spirit while he was in the womb. And so Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months, hanging out with her cousin and, and of course, with Zechariah, the husband. And and, and after three months there, it was time for the birth of John the Baptist, and and, and that's when Mary left. He went back home, and Zechariah was so happy because he was able to speak again after eight days because he was was able to speak after the circumcision of, 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 of John the Baptist. And then Mary returned to Judea. So this is, the, this is the events prior to the birth of Jesus. So after Mary returned to Judea, this is three months already into her pregnancy. So what, what happens when the woman is already three months into, pregnant, into their pregnancy? Becomes obvious now. Maybe a little bit obvious that she's pregnant. And she just returned back to Nazareth. And probably people are going to start talking. Hey, what happened to Mary. Did she eat a turkey or something? Why is her stomach so big? And of course, Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant. Mmm, not good. <laughs> and what you find out next is uh, Joseph. Can you move to the next slide, Jimmy? Just move it. Yeah. What you find out next is that Joseph knowing that Mary was pregnant, was planning to divorce her. In fact, I'm going to read to you Matthew 1, 19-25. I don't know why the screen is not working, but, but let me read it to you. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, In a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet there was a prophecy about this back in the Old Testament hundreds of years ago that a virgin will conceive and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, whoa, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Of course, he did not, have, did not consummate their marriage, did not have intimate relationship with Mary until she gave birth to a son and gave him... The name Jesus. So this is the next on our list here. Mary went back to Bethlehem, to, to Nazareth. Now, there was a situation here, and I'm going to end in here. There was a situation during the time that that the Roman Empire was planning to tax the entire, you know, entire, uh, the different provinces and the different colonies of the Roman Empire. And, and they were doing a census, you know, the Romans took control of, of, of this area decades, decades earlier, around 63 B.C. That's the time the Romans took over the Palestine and Israel, that area. Then, then they put in an, a, a, a king, like a puppet king, a king that will work for them, that work on their behalf, on the Romans' behalf. And his name is Herod the Great, Great, and he was called the King of the Jews. And he was installed around 40 B.C., meaning 40 years before the birth of Jesus, King Herod became king. And, and, and the, the problem with King Herod is that he was not a Jew. He was a, a, a descendant of Esau, an Edomite. And, and the problem with that is he was insecure in his position because people does not like a non-Jew leader. You know, the Jews, the Jews didn't like him because he was not a Jew. And, and so this, this probably made him insecure and to the point that he even killed his own family and relatives, even children. Because of that insecurity. That's how bad King Herod was. In fact, Caesar Augustus once said about Herod, it's better to be Herod's pig than his son. I would like to be a pig in Herod's house than his son because that's how bad King Herod was. So you can imagine the situation Jesus was in when he was born into this world. And, and this is what happened to Mary and Joseph. After they were after this after the census, they went to Bethlehem to fulfill that requirement because Joseph and Mary were descendants of David. And they were required to go back to their hometown, the hometown of their ancestors. And Bethlehem was the hometown of David. Bethlehem, by the way, means house of bread because it was a fertile land for planting uh, grain and wheat. And so when, when Mary and Joseph was in Bethlehem, of course, there was many people there because of the census. There's no place for them to stay. It seems the Bible did not say that they arrived and then Mary right away got, uh, gave birth. The Bible doesn't say that, actually. It seems that they were there for a little bit. Well, they probably did the census already, and that's when Mary got, uh, uh, was ready to give birth. When you read the passage. And so they finally found a shelter. It was a, it was a stable, and there was a feeding box for animals, which is the manger. That's where they put Jesus in, and that's where Jesus was, born, was, was laid after his birth, in a, in, a, in a feeding box, you know, to feed the anim, animals there. And I'm going to read to you this account, and I'm going to close in this, in this account, which is what Josh read earlier. But I want to focus on one thing in the end, and I want you to consider this. It's in Luke. We're going to be in Luke. Uh, chapter 2, verse 8, and and, and uh, just track it on the list on your um, program as well. Luke chapter, chapter 2, verse 8, up to verse 19, or tw- 20, sorry. Okay, let me read this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. So this was around the birth of Jesus. This was already 6 B.C., There were shepherds nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. You know, that's what your reaction when you see angels. Terror, terror. They look so scary. Uh, But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news that will will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, this is what the angel was saying. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. His name is uh he is the messiah the lord he will be assigned to you and you will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger lying in a feeding box and suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with an angel praising the lord and saying glory to god in the highest on earth peace to those whom his favor rests um, can you put that on that passage jimmy verse 14 can you just show verse 14 there Verse 15, when the angels had left and, done, and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. So they, they just encouraged themselves, let's go to look at this baby in Bethlehem. So they hurried off and run, uh, hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what, they had, what had been told them about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said but Mary treasured this all up in her heart uh, those things and pondered them in her heart the shepherd returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen and they were just and they were just as they had been told i want to focus on this last passage in verse 14 let's go back to verse 14 jimmy um says there glory to god in the highest peace uh, on earth peace though to those whom his favor rests what you find in that passage the peace that jesus promised the peace that god promised is not really for the entire world that peace for the entire world is going to happen later on when jesus comes the second time on his second coming because he's going to rule as king in his world he's going to be here and he's going to be our king but it's going to be happening in the future the first coming of jesus was a different kind of peace it's a peace Between you and God. It's a personal peace between you and God. Why do we need that? Because you are an enemy of God if you don't have Christ. You're on the other side of the battle. You are an enemy of God because of your sin. That's why you need peace with God. You need to be reconciled with him. That's why the Bible uses the word reconciliation. And we are captives. That's why the Bible talks about redemption. And that's what Jesus brings to us. In Romans 5.1, this is what this passage says. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that you now have peace with God. If not, I encourage you and I urge you, surrender your life to Christ. Because without Christ in your life, you, you don't have peace with God. You're going to be an enemy of God the rest of your life here on earth. And in eternity, when your life on earth ends, you're still going to be an enemy of God. And the Bible says you cannot be accepted into his kingdom. The only way for you to be accepted into his kingdom, if you have Christ in your life. And all you can do and all the Bible commands us is to confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And we can do that right now before we end. You can just say, you can just talk to him. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. Lord God in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for reminding us that Jesus is our peace. And he brought a peace between us and God. That through his death, all our sins, all the things that we've done against the Lord's name, the hostility has been broken. Sins have been paid for, was paid for on the cross through his death. Lord, if there's anyone here who doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, has not surrendered their hearts, their lives, and they don't have peace with God, Lord, I pray that they will reconcile with the Lord, return to him, We wish find redemption, find peace in Christ. Lord, I ask you that you just open their hearts. If you have not surrendered your life to Christ, you can just cry out to him and say, Lord Jesus, I trust you as my Savior. You died for my sins. Thank you, Lord. And I surrender my life to you. I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. That's all what Jesus requires of us is to confess him as your personal Lord and Savior. But you need to recognize that you are a sinner. You need to recognize that you are an enemy of God without Jesus Christ. Draw near to him. Surrender your life to him. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the presence of everyone here. Thank you for our guests, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you speak to us in a personal way, Lord. Reveal more things beyond what we heard today, Lord, to your word. Because Lord, there's many things you want to reveal to us, Lord, especially for those who are believers here, Lord God. But, Lord, I pray for those who are here who, are, who doesn't know Jesus Christ. I pray that you reveal to them the gospel. May your grace be upon them. May your mercy be upon them, Lord. Lord, the gospel that Jesus paid for their sins, surrendered, gave his life, that we may be free and we may be saved. Thank you, Lord.